Hello and welcome to the Bedpost Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Erin Pym, and I'm the producer of the theatrical variety show, The Bedpost Sex Show. Here at the podcast, I invite guests and performers from the stage show and beyond to indulge me in a more in-depth conversation about sex and sexuality. And this week, I have a very special guest joining me via Skype. Uh, it is Richard Carver of Lumberjill Leisure Crafts. Hi, how's it going? <laughs> it's going fantastic. You also told me I could introduce you as Dick, as Dick Carver. You can laugh, you can laugh, guys. Which I didn't even realize until you said that. <laughs> Tell our listeners exactly what you do so for people that aren't uh, huge fans of your Instagram page like I am. I design and produce uh, wooden sex toys um, for interested parties. I'm going to say it like that. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good way of putting it. I'm interested in your origin story for your business. Like, how in the hell do you get into carving dildos? <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, yeah. So, I don't know. This, I, other people probably have better origin stories than me, but mine really just kind of started off as a joke. Uh-huh. I got to be honest. Uh, <laughs> I, I was at the point in my life where I was like, I really didn't know what I had a passion to do. And that bothered me because I'm a really passionate person, right? So I wanted to find something that I could wake up seven days a week and want to do. And I really have always had a, an interest in, it's going to sound kind of funny, but an interest in like knives and historical weapons. And I thought, well, you know, I could be a knife maker. Like, I, yeah, I can design stuff. I, gotta, I know how blades work. I just got to learn a little metal and, <laughs> and stuff like that. So I was talking to um, a really good friend of mine named Virginia mm-hmm. one day, and I just kind of ran it by her. point you had a background in carpentry right i would assume <laughs> no 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 i the most i had done was probably the, like the, the law came out of popsicle sticks really yeah yeah really wow so at that point did you you just experimented that's it i just <gasps> I, I just got wood there, i got wood <laughs> <laughs> i walked right into that one. yeah you did Really resilient trees. They have this gorgeous, just really strong white wood. 
have two in our yard. One is right in front of the house, and that thing just gets huge, like really overtakes the house. So a couple of years, I thought, maybe like five, six years ago, it just it was just so big. My mom was like, we just need to take that motherfucker down, right? <laughs> so I'm like, I got this. I took a machete and just started hacking off limbs, like probably like over two days, and I just harvested the, the wood that, that I cut down. And so that was the wood that I first started experimenting making when sex toys are out of. Wow. So it's a, it's a really good hardwood. It's uh, maybe not the easiest thing to work with, but I mean, it's, it's really hard. It, it gets really smooth as you sand it. So um, it, was a, it was a good thing to just kind of cut my teeth on. And um, it, didn't, it didn't cost me anything except some, some sweat and a couple of hours. So. Like what tools did you use at the beginning? Like just... I have no, literally no idea how you go about making these things. Like, how do you go from, uh, what do you do? You just, will you pick up a piece of wood and do what to it? Um, you do it very carefully. I'll put it like that. No, um, <laughs> yeah, so in the beginning, I really didn't have too many tools. Um, like I said, I, I, okay, so I love knives. I have, I have a knife collection. Okay. Some of them are just for pretty. I think they look cool. Some of them are actually tools, though. So um, I bought this one knife from uh, this, this trade company, and they, they made, like, farming tools and stuff. So it's basically just a utility knife, uh, kind of a hog bill. But I don't, nobody knows what the fuck I'm talking about right now. <laughs> I'm sorry. But, <laughs> it's great. It's a, really, it's a really good blade to, to carve with. Um, it's not a common. So it was really just, just that and sandpaper. To, to start with, so like I wasn't using like a like a bandsaw or a scroll saw. I cut it out first, and I didn't have like a belt sander or anything to work with. I didn't have any chisels. It was really just I'm just sitting here for hours, just shaving off wood, just like willing this into something somebody can eventually fuck themselves. With. <laughs> so so there's a, a lot of soaking my hands and uh, blisters and things like that. What became of this, like, very first sex toy you made? Um, the very first few I made, I didn't, I didn't really know, um, to, well, I, I guess the very first one I made ended up in my own ass. Because <laughs> I was like, I was like, if something goes wrong... It better I'm happen to me. Yeah, yeah, like, I want to give this to somebody and, like, oh, it's fucked up now. Oh, man, like, that, yeah, that'd feel terrible. Yeah. If something goes wrong in my own ass, it's kind of like, okay, well, well, now I know what I did wrong. It, it's <laughs> Ideas for these, like to me, because I'm thinking like 
I, they have to be based off of other sex toys you've seen, right? Unless you do, you have like a knowledge of the internal anatomy of women. Like, I kind of been winging it. Like, <laughs> I, like I, 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 I have a basic understanding of it, but it's not like I've seen like a, well, I actually have seen a, a mold of the inside of a vagina now. Cool. But, but before that, I didn't. I just had a basic understanding. I was like, okay, hey, G spot's about here. And then, like, I kind of wanted to angle this way a little bit because I'm probably going to be laying like this or, like, I got to reach down this way. So it was, it was, uh, some of it was based off of sex toys that I'd seen. I mean, I'd be lying if I said I wasn't inspired by sure. um, other work. But, you know, for the most part, I try to keep it really original and um, just try to keep things fresh because I think it's really easy for sex toys to get stale. Yep. Uh, and after a while, and you just kind of start seeing the same thing over and over again. And particularly with wood toys, you know, so many of them are just, you know, turned on a lathe, so they're, they're straight and symmetrical. And I just kind of wanted to just, I was like, guys, like, we, as human beings, like, we've taken wood and, like, built houses, tools, and boats, and, you know, like, like this was the material, and we did everything with it. Like, why can't I make a curved, you know, sculpted wooden dick? Like, why, why, can't, why can't I do that? Why do I have to just put it on a lathe? I'm like, that's a wooden yeah at the beginning was there an element of um like trial and error like did these gals get back to you and give and say they like that certain shape stuff like that to help you kind of develop the designs um you know what i played around with a lot in the beginning was textures um, yeah because i hadn't really seen too many variations on textures in wind toys and with silicone you kind of have a little leeway because it flexes um, wood is, is very similar to glass and there's maybe it's just a, a solid material and it doesn't have any give right mm-hmm. so I wasn't entirely sure that was going to work out but I'll, everything that I kind of tried on I was like this is actually really cool like I, I, I like this you know hit the spot so um, <laughs> literally that, um, yeah 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 thumbs up <laughs> um, but but yeah that was more the, the lesson that I took from those and, and really just um, getting a better understanding of working with wood, like just how smooth you can actually get it. Um, even even though the, the first ones I made were very smooth, I, I you know started thinking, well, how much smoother can I get it? So it was lessons like that I was taking. But the, the first few that I gave out, they were nature kind of shaped those because they were they were just they were literally just branches. So they kind of like natural curves to them, and some were slight, some were more dramatic, and I just kind of I just kind of worked with that. But you're inspired um, by nature. That's lovely. Yeah, I thought that was a cool thing to do. I was like, maybe I'll go with this bit, but you know, this bit. Oh my god, where are the puns coming from? <laughs> I swear to God, I did write this stuff out. This is just. Oh, I love man. it. So, at what point did you think, "Hey, I think I can make a go of this"? Oh, when did that happen? I guess by 2013. That was that was a really rough year. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I lost my job. My dad lost his job. Oh, gee. And, and then we then we found out that he had stage five kidney failure. Oh. So, jeez. So that was all. So that was all like the first. I don't know, I'm trying to remember what happened. When did Iron Man three come out? Cause it, was like late. <laughs> it was 2013. It was, it was early part of 2013. Sure. So we, we went to go see it, and then like the like the same day, we were like, "Yeah, your dad's got stage five kidney failure." Oh, and geez. I didn't like Iron Man three, so it was just a huge disappointment. That day. So, <laughs> what a terrible day! I know. I was like, "Oh 
my God, Bumble failed me, and my dad has, has the kidney failure. That's, that's awesome. Terrible. Wow, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, so, you know, I, I was really the only person who was able to help out financially with, you know, not, not having money in the household. So everything that I saved for my job that I was going to, you know, get, get a car with and move out, that, that, that all went to paying bills and keeping a roof over our heads and stuff like that. So, can I ask what yeah. you what job you were doing at the time? It, it was it was actually a pretty decent job. It was a, it was a work from home kit where I was doing um, search engine optimization. Okay, what is that? <laughs> okay, it's it's basically making sure that when you type something into let's say Google, which isn't the search engine I worked on, but let's just use Google as an example. Yeah. Basically, making sure that when you type some shit in, you get mm. what you expect. Interesting. That's kind of interesting. Yeah, so you type in, I don't know, the, the bed post, like you don't get, like, mattress burn. <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> yeah. So, so, yeah, it was, it was a part-time thing, but, I mean, they, they paid pretty well. It was, you, just kept, you know, you just had to work four hours a day, whatever, you know, any time in, that, in the day. It was, it was cool. It was nice and flexible. But they let you go. But, uh, they let me go. Did you put these online initially? They, they were on Etsy. They still are on Etsy. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I don't think any of the original ones. I think all those were sold. But I've made plenty of stuff since. <laughs> and, uh, did those sell? And you you thought, hey, let's continue? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's, it's been, oh, God, over two and a half years now. So, yeah, if it wasn't going anywhere, I probably would have stopped. <laughs> exactly. But, uh, Amazing. It's like, oh my god, like I actually sold something. Like, I actually like, went outside of my front yard and just like screamed. It probably wasn't like the, the best thing to do. Somebody around here probably called the police. But, um, you know, I was, I was just ecstatic. Like, like, wow, like, like I did that. So, yeah. It was, it was, like, it was like 70 bucks when I'm like, when, when you don't have any money, like 70 bucks could change your whole fucking life right there. You know? so, yeah. And especially as an artist, like the first time you sell your art is like, it's epic. It doesn't matter how much it's for. Like that means something. It means you're a professional artist. Absolutely. You know, like I said, I, you, 
put somebody put a swing on. I just got the winning lottery ticket. It was like I don't think I've ever been more excited about seventy dollars. But like it might as well have been like seventy billion dollars to me. It was, it was such an awesome experience. Yeah. So you continued doing that, and did you eventually? Did you have to find other work? Um, yeah, I still do like freelance work here and there. Yeah. Just, just kind of. Uh, so I'm actually still looking for some part-time stuff just to, you know, kind of rebuild my savings and, and be able to make some moves. For sure. Uh, and like, also just put back into business. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, a lot of people think that I just do this as well, but that's... Like that's you're very lucky if you're able to have full time work just from your you know your artistry, but it's not that oh, yeah. common. Like I have a full time job, and people some people are totally totally surprised to hear that that I have a full time job other out of sex and sexuality, but I do. Yeah. Yeah, I think there's a real uh, misunderstanding about entrepreneurship. <laughs> or, or any sort of thing that, that you do and people's like oh they must do that full time that's cool like, like they just say oh, she just talks into a microphone to cool people makes, <laughs> makes a living like nah, not exactly not really <laughs> no no a lot of a lot of people um, particularly when you first start out like it might be it honestly might be about five years is, I think is the average for you to see some sort of return mm-hmm. off, of, off of your business yeah so in that time like you're still you know, either you know working That's that's your goal. Yes, yeah, absolutely. I I pretty much stepped it down. Like I don't want to do anything else. Like when I when I die, I want to die in my <laughs> workshop, like with, with a wooden dick in my hand. Like <laughs> I love doing this so much. I get so much joy from doing this. Oh my god, that's amazing. I think that's a good uh, that's a good place to take a break. <laughs> And we'll be right back with Dick Carver. Let me tell you about Come As You Are. Come As You Are is the world's only worker-owned cooperative sex shop. And they have a fundamentally anti-capitalist and feminist approach to sexual pleasure, health, and education. This means that Come As You Are is able to ensure that their shop reflects diverse genders, orientations, sexualities, and life experiences, rather than just one person's idea of what sex and sexuality products should be about. Come As You Are is never put in a position where they have to bend their personal or professional ethics to please the man. And they are offering a fantastic discount to Bedpost listeners, and that's 15% off at www.comeasyouare.com with coupon code BEDPOST. All you gotta do is type in B-E-D-P-O-S-T when you check out at comeasyouare.com to receive this generous discount. I truly hope everyone listening goes to their website to see what these folks and their products are all about. And I truly hope that you enjoy the rest of the episode. Hi everyone, we're back with Richard Carver of Lumberjill Leisure Crafts. So I want to know, because 
Usually when I, even when I've just told people that I was going to interview you and that you produced and manufactured wooden sex toys, the first thing people say is splinters. They say, ouch. Right. Do you get that? Do you get that a lot? I get that every time. You know what? And that was my first reaction too, which is terrible because these are like the most meticulously crafted, like the smoothest thing you've ever fucking touched. But that is people's first reaction, right? It really is. And, um, you know, to, to a certain degree, it's annoying. But I, I do get it because most people, I, I, I guess people just think I like going outside, <laughs> a branch off a tree, and just like put it on Etsy, like, here you go, swim dildo, have fun. <laughs> like, that's not, that's not it, guys. And I think a lot of people don't think about the things they interact with on a daily basis that are made of wood. Right. That they never give a second thought to get a splitter from like a coffee table or you know you, you may have wood grain in your car you know like on the dash or on the steering wheel or something like it's, you can get wood like dumb smooth guys yeah like, dumb smooth yeah or a, uh, or a bed post or a bed post like, <laughs> how many videos are out there right now with women just like riding the bed post yeah <laughs> like, like like come on guys yeah if she can do that she can do yes. this. Yeah, and like they didn't even make that for that shit. So like I'm sitting here like actually making something to, to go in your holes. Yeah. You better believe it's going to be the smoothest thing you've ever touched. Yes. <laughs> and what makes wood so great to fuck? Like what about wood is so great as opposed to other materials? Well, one thing I like to point out is that unlike a lot of other materials, particularly um, synthetic materials, wood is obviously totally natural like it's, it's coming from the earth and it's a renewable resource and whatever part of that wood that i don't use to make that toy because obviously i'm just removing wood the entire time mm-hmm. but that can go right back into the earth so i'm not creating waste with this material mm-hmm. um I, I get to just recycle like, like in my shop you know if i've sanded something that day i've got all this wood dust guess where i sweep it right back outside right like, there's, there's no no harm done um, the other thing about our wood is it's also a natural insulator. So, you know, unlike a glass toy or some of the metal toys, like it's not going to be so susceptible to ambient temperature where it's going to be like, like too cold or something like that. It's usually just got a really nice, comfortable warmth to it. Mm-hmm. And it's not going to deviate too much, uh, one way or the other. So it's not the kind of thing you got to like soak in some warm water, warm it up and make it comfortable. And I mean, it's cool if you like temperature play, mm-hmm. but you know, it's always got just, just a really nice warmth to it. Um, the other thing that I really enjoy about wood is that every piece of wood is is different. Mm-hmm. Even if it's from the same tree, the same type of wood, it doesn't matter. Like, they, like the rings are going to be different. Each piece of wood is, like, I'm working on a piece of wood right now, and it's just got, it's got, like, this really tough spot in it. And I don't know why. And I'm like, hey, like, you got a little tough spot in it. Nice to meet you, buddy. I don't know, I don't know what it is that I like about that. It's like every piece of wood's got its own personality. Yeah, yeah. And it... um, so even if I'm putting the same design on two different pieces of wood, they're going to be two completely different toys. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I can really make sure everybody gets something unique. Um, so, you know, as opposed to just something coming off of an assembly line or... It's the same mold every time. Um, and I guess, the, I guess the one other thing I would say that I like about wood is it's just how much freedom it allows. It's, it's a very versatile material. And, um, you know, I, I, 
I try to push it a lot further than I see other people push it because I, I understand just how versatile it can be. So um, I think a lot of times you're just not going to see the kind of designs that I'm putting to wood in other places. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you get, you mentioned uniqueness. Another thing that's super unique is you do custom toys, right? I do. I do. I've done quite a few at this point as well. What kind of things do people ask for? recently had someone ask for just a wooden phallic statue out of some exotic wood. It was, um, I used Coco Bolo for it. Mm-hmm. It's a really gorgeous wood, and Rahali uh, saw after. It's very dense. Uh, it's actually pretty hard to work with by hand, but um, yeah, he just wanted it for a display piece. Mm. Um, so we were able to do that for him. He's very happy with it. Um, so I actually get a lot of people who a lot of times like Pagans and, and Wiccans and stuff like that, they just kind of want like a phallic statue mm-hmm. for, for, for that. So I'm very open to that. Um, I made, actually made a set for this really lovely gent in the UK. He, um, he, he was a Pagan himself. And he wanted, he had this idea for like a, a cock statue, but it was, it was a dildo, I should say it was a dildo, but it, it could stand on its own as, a, as a, just a display piece. Mm-hmm. But he wanted all these runes and symbols in it to make it look like, like an ancient piece of, of artwork. And um, that was that was really big. I think it was it ended up being like nine inches around at the fattest part. It was crazy. <laughs> wow. Yeah, yeah. So so we were talking about that. He was like, well, maybe, maybe I'm getting a little greedy with my asshole. Like, <laughs> can, can I have like a... Can I have a warm-up piece with that? So the warm-up piece was actually um, styled after a Norse sword in honor of the Norse god that he likes to pray to. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so you know, we worked together on the engravings and things like that. So that was really cool. Um, what else? There was this really, oh, God. Like I said, this toy was actually a nightmare. It was, it was just a lesbian couple. And they were, they were cool. They were cool people. Nothing wrong with it, but this project—it was. They wanted a. They wanted a strapless strap on. Yes, right. I've seen those. Yeah, they wanted it eighteen inches long, <laughs> and each end, at each end, like the two shafts, it was a ball, and they wanted each ball to be like three inches in diameter. Holy um, shit! That that was the biggest thing I've ever made. How heavy is that going to be? It's a strapless dildo, so they've got to be holding that in with their kegels, right? Right. That's crazy. they got to have some crazy kegel strength, those ladies. Like, they have to be able to, like, basically crack an egg with, with just their vaginas. <laughs> and do you finish that and give that to them? I, t- I did finish it after a year of working on it. Oh, wow. And uh, I did send it to them, and uh, when they got it, it was, it was broken. Oh no! Thanks, Mr. Postman. So, what do you do then? Oh my god! I had an insurer, I gave him the money back to say, hey, sorry about that. <laughs> I, I didn't break it when I, when I sent it to you, it was in one piece. So. Oh no! Are you. Would they get you to try and make another one, or no? It's just like, forget it. After a year, it's like. <laughs> they, they didn't ask, and I didn't ask. You didn't just, offer? Because it was already a nightmare, you said. Yeah, it was. You know, I. I believe in 
doing things with a certain mindset, a certain spirit, right? Mm-hmm. I don't ever want to make something that I have a begrudging attitude, attitude towards. Right. It's, it's like I want people to feel good when they use my stuff. Yeah. Just physically, but also like on an emotional and a spiritual level. So that was just, I was just, I was mad I, I picked that project. I was, I was mad that I was, after a year, like, I'm still trying to fucking finish this damn thing. I just wanted it gone. That's all I kept to say. I just wanted it gone. And right. I was really forcing myself to work on it. And so I was just happy to have it out of my hands. And then when they, you know, when they got it after a couple of days, and then she was like, it's broken. Like, I knew you, I told you you should have used the mahogany. <laughs> <laughs> that's a crazy story, because that's, like, the universe, like... That, that you truly yeah. did put your energy into the negative energy into that, and it broke. Like, and you know, I was I was upset. Wow. Like, cause I'm upset because my customers upset they didn't get what they wanted. Yeah, I'm upset because I spent a year on this damn thing, and now they can't even use it. Yeah, but after about 20 minutes, I was like, you know what? I'm okay with that. Yeah, I, I, I like it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I like it anyway. Ah, that's so true. Like, even that's true just for me with like erotic writing. Like, I never push it. Like, and usually, like, the odd time I've written a story that I really liked and then I deleted it by mistake. That's happened to me three times where I wrote like a 3,000 word story. And that I was so, so enthusiastic about and then deleted it, like not saved it, which is so stupid on my behalf. <laughs> but anyways, um, and then, you know, I'm like, oh, God, like, it's so disappointing. And then then I think, OK, well, I'll just do it again. I'll just write it again right away. And I'm like, you know what? I can't. I'm not going to because the same that same energy won't be behind it. Like, I'm going to be trying to replicate you know, this story, it won't be that, that, uh, inspiration isn't there anymore. So I just, I just don't do it. I imagine it's kind of the same thing. It is exactly the same thing. It's it's exactly what you're saying. You know, sometimes, you know, sometimes it's something just gets destroyed. Like it was just meant to, I I, I don't don't really believe like destiny and shit like that. I was like, you know what? Like they have a story for a reason. I'll leave it like that. Yeah. Else, you're just trying to Frankenstein something together, and, and yeah, I don't want that. Like, I don't want people to, you know, whatever I produce, you know, even just talking to you, like, I, I want it to be a positive experience. Yeah, I want you to feel the, the love and what I'm doing. And if I can't do that, then I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to put it out there. So that was the only project I can honestly say I, I regretted taking because of, of what I put into it, and yeah. it was totally justified that it broke. Sorry to my customers. so interesting so do you have a lot of like pagans and things like this contact you um probably probably about half of the customs i can well i don't want to say half of the customs but i have, actually have had a, quite a few customers that were pagans either just buy things out of inventory like small phallic statues or yeah. get custom stuff yeah they've, they've been pagans is that a big thing in that culture to have like wooden statues erotic wooden statues and stuff well i, I think the usually in in religions, you have some sort of symbolism to evoke what you want. So, right. 
you know, Christianity is the cross. They want to invoke Jesus. And, um, so I think in, in paganism, where they have more of a, a polytheistic sort of view of the universe, yeah, when if you have a penis that, like a, like a reposition, uh, yeah, if I can talk for a second, a representation, <laughs> a representation of a penis, like you want to sort of invoke like masculine qualities into your life, that masculine energy from the divine masculine. Right. So, uh, yeah, I think that's very important that they have that representation on their altar, to have it with them to be able to pray with, or, or whatever it is that, that they do, however they practice, um, so, so that they can better symbolize that and bring it into their lives. Have you ever carved, speaking of like a phallic statue, have you ever carved like a statue of a vulva that people do this same thing with? Like, Yes. Yes? <laughs> I'd yes. love to hear that. So, so this is this is actually from somebody. It's funny. It was actually from my, my very first girlfriend. Mm-hmm. She actually ordered a, a custom, and what she wanted was like a small penis, but she wanted like a wooden vagina to nest in the to, to nest with the, the penis, mm-hmm. which I'd never done before. So it's like a two part thing. So I made the dick no problem. Like I mean, it goes all day. <laughs> she wanted like she wanted it to look like a vagina, but she wanted to look like a flower. So, so I've got like now I've got like carved petals around this thing. That, that was a really interesting one. But yeah, that was. I don't, I don't think she uses it for for worship or anything. But it's sitting on her nightstand or something, and it looks it looks pretty cool. <laughs> so so that, that was an interesting one, and it presented some challenges. But uh, it was fun. It was fun. Have you ever? Um beyond that first statue of this vulva have you made gifts for girlfriends and stuff like this and friends um you know i actually have and it's usually around christmas time so it's kind of coming soon but yeah i have another friend who was um who's pagan and she really wanted one of my phallic statues and didn't really have the money for it so i was just like you know she, she knows she's been a really good friend to me she actually was one of the people who helped inform me about like cop worship and so as a fetish and also just as part of a, of a of a system of belief. So you know, I, I just made her something. I had some, I had enough like spare wood laying around. I'm just like, hey, Merry Christmas, here's your dick. Um, <laughs> so, but, uh, but yeah, and, and I'm working on something right now for for another one of my friends that makes sex toys. Um, Damn average. I don't know if you've ever seen um, stuff from from that shop, but mm-hmm. it makes. Really cool looking silicone stuff. So I'm, I'm making them something for Christmas. I don't think I'm listening. It's going to just kind of spoil the surprise. <laughs> but they're, they're getting. I kind of said I was like, if I make something, do you want a toy or a knickknack? So they know. Said, yeah, they, they, they know. know. They know. It's fine. Yeah, no, no, no spoiler warning. Okay. But um, but yeah, I, I just like, like I said, I love doing this, and um, obviously I'm, I'm in this to make money. Like that's not sure any sort of secret you're not just but, giving away free dicks left and right <laughs> no no but you know like I, I like to impart a little bit of joy into somebody's life too so mm-hmm. um, you know I, I give I, I give away a few every year just kind of special situations just people I think could really use them I even had a customer who just had a really tough year and battling breast cancer and they lost their home mm. and they they, they ordered something from me, and I accidentally made it too big. It, and it, the person they were going to use, it was actually another strapless strap on the weird. But it was nowhere near as big as the other one. This was like nice normal size. But I, I just, I misread what they said on the diameter of it. I 
made it too big, so mm-hmm. I just sent it back. And the, 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 they had a girlfriend they were going to use it with, and they, they dumped them, and so she didn't want it anyway. So I just made her deal with it just for herself. Aww. Uh, just, you know, for some self-love, because... Yeah. Because that's really the best kind of love. Yeah, it's the most so, important kind of love. Yeah, I gotta, gotta, gotta love yourself first. But <laughs> it's just stuff like that where, where I see where this could actually do some good. I'll make a free one for somebody. Oh, that's so sweet. That's so funny. Um, my This m- kind of has nothing to do with what we're talking about, but... Um, <laughs> but it is my show. So. Um, my dad is a painter, like a painter and contractor. So, um, And I, I worked with him like many years painting, like just painting, painting houses and stuff like this. Um, and <laughs> it's so funny. Anytime we would ask him to like help us paint our apartment or something like that he'd he'd always say no always wow. <laughs> he's like why the fuck <laughs> would i want to paint in my free time why i kind of get that too even like i'm a big drag aficionado and like rupaul at this point always says like no i do not i'm do not go in drag unless i'm being paid for it right now he's like it's my job i he kind of hates it yeah. <laughs> he's like yeah like uh, which i forget what show is he's on but it's like one of those contest shows I'm yeah like, yeah like, I, I almost didn't recognize him without the wig and shit like yeah he like will only go in drag now for, like, for that show, for certain parts, for, like, anything he absolutely needs to be in drag for, he will be. But other than that, he's not at all anymore. I don't, I don't want him. <laughs> um, but you were speaking about um, some current things you were working on. Are you working on anything else that's kind of exciting right now? Uh, a few things. Um, most of it's new things that I want to bring to my shop. Mm-hmm. Um, so kind of kind of pushing on a little, a little more there. Have uh, I have some? I actually do have some cable legs coming out. Ooh, various sizes, with and without holes for a string, because some people like those and some people don't have any use for them. Mm-hmm. Um, also have some sort of fantasy toys coming out because I know people like their bad dragon looking kind of thing. So um, <laughs> so just you know stuff stuff that you don't normally see made out of wood. Um, and more penises, more lots more, more lots more dicks. Yeah, there's gonna be plenty of those um, <laughs> made out of some really nice woods. Um, so uh, yeah, yeah, that, that'll be cool. Um, right now, I'm actually working on a couple of customs, and one is what's actually pretty interesting because I, I actually had planned on doing anything like this for a while, but they wanted they want like an alien monster dick. So <laughs> And, and like they didn't give me a whole lot of guidance on it they were just like I want it this size and it actually is pretty big it's like 9 inches long wow. so yeah where my size queen's at <laughs> yeah no kidding yeah so you know but yeah she didn't really give me a whole lot of uh, a whole lot of direction on it she was like just you know, make it big and I want this kind of texture on it but everything else is, is all I use so that's been kind of a fun project to work on just to have somebody's trust to just kind of that's amazing. But, uh, yeah, but, yeah. Other than that, it's just it's a lot of new things for the store. Um, bringing back some old favorites. Um, trying to just, they're basically just trying to true up the product line. I know there's a lot of holes. 
walking into them. What is this podcast? What is it? Amazing, coming down the pipe. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Richard, it's been so awesome talking to you. Can you tell uh, our listeners where they can buy your products, where they can find more out about you and your products and stuff like this? Yes, currently the only place to buy my products is on Etsy. You can go to etsy.com forward slash shop forward slash shoulda woulda. That is S-H-O-U-L-D-A-W. Two O's, D-A. Um, you can also go to lumberjillcrafts.com. That's the main site. And uh, find out more information on how you won't get splinters. <laughs> yeah. Dildos, and, uh, and some other things and the benefits of working dildos. Um, and, uh, of course, you can follow me on Twitter. Uh, Asher would have saved us the uh, at, uh, Etsy shop. Mm-hmm. And um, on Tumblr as well. It's uh, still sure would have, so... Sure, and Instagram, where I found you. And Instagram, which I think I'm, I think I'm just Richard Carver on Instagram. Yeah. It's Lumberjill. Yeah, Lumberjill Leisure Crafts. Yeah. Yes. Thank you yeah. so much for letting me chat with you today. And thanks so much for having me on your show. It's been a pleasure. It's been lovely. You're really lovely. We should keep in touch. Absolutely. Amazing. So everyone, this has been Richard Carver of Lumberjill Leisure Crafts, and I'm Erin Pym, and this has been the Bed Post Podcast. Check back often because we release a new episode every Friday, and if you want to see Bed Post live, the Variety Stage Show runs at the Social Capital Theatre the third Friday of every month at 8. For more information on everything Bed Post, please visit us on Facebook at Bed Post Erotica or on Instagram at the Bed Post Sex Show. Lastly, the Bed Post Podcast features original music by Stephanie Copeland, and she can be reached on Facebook or at her website, stephcopelandmusic.com. <laughs>